Let's talk a little bit about Costa Rica's indigenous tribes, such a proud people rich in history and culture. Costa Rica is currently home to over 120,000 indigenous people, representing eight original tribes. Costa Rica has never had a thriving indigenous culture such as the strong and vast empires of the Mayan, the Aztecs, or the Inca peoples. The original Costa Rican people were culturally influenced by Mesoamerican tribes from Central America and also from Northern South America, especially Colombia. Most indigenous groups live on a simple subsistence economy and were ruled by a chief. His name was Caquique, and that's spelled C-A-C-I-Q-U-E. When the Spaniards arrived, many tribes moved their locations back into the mountains in order to avoid slavery and unfair taxation. The first indigenous peoples of Costa Rica were simply hunters and gatherers. When the Spanish conquerors arrived, Costa Rica was quickly divided into two distinct cultural areas. Due to its geographical location in the intermediate area between Mesoamerican and the Andean cultures, with influences of both cultures weighing heavily on all involved. The current main tribes here are as follows. The Gudatusos, the Chorotegas, the Huaytares, the Cabecares, the Bribri, the Tarabas, the Borucas, and the Guaymis. And one thing for sure, none of those were pronounced properly. These are eight original tribes that inhabited Costa Rica for hundreds of years. If you do have an interest, there's a lot of information online about each group, and it is indeed very interesting reading. The original Costa Rican Indian cultures did not leave many artifacts behind. Most are simple products, such as pottery and ornaments, and most prominent are the unique stone spheres that were found in the country's southern zone, around Palmar Sur and Palmar Norte, in points further south. Some of these spheres weighed up to 25,000 pounds. No one knows yet how they were manufactured and transported as well as for what use they were intended. There's many theories, but studies are still being done to see how and why they were originally created. The destruction of the indigenous tribes of Costa Rica was due mostly to diseases brought over from Europe rather than genocide. And today there are only, again, about 120,000 people living in Costa Rica who are descendants of these tribes. The increasing loss of territory is the major problem faced by indigenous people, and it is the source of other difficulties as well, such as the lack of working educational systems. Eventually, everything affecting their identity is affected by changes of culture, politics, and the economy. Traditional practices continue to be deplored, even persecuted, as is the case for traditional medicine, indigenous religious beliefs, and social customs. Slowly, their original languages and cultures are being taught in local schools, but there is still a very long way to go until the time comes that they reach full cultural independence. The Indigenous Law of 1977, that was a good thing. It was established to curtail the loss of land of the indigenous population. The people were not educated properly and subsisted mainly on agriculture, thereby being strongly dependent on the fluctuations of the market. A bad harvest could mean the loss of all resources. For example, an indigenous farmer has no money and buys all of his seeds and food on credit from a Latino merchant in town. If that year's harvest is poor, 
The farmer will become insolvent and will have to pawn his land to the merchant. And this is how these people lost so much of their land. The indigenous law of 1977 was established to stop these processes. One of the problems with the law is that it restricts the economic independence since no official land property is possible within the reserves. The original idea was to preserve the land, but the downside is that it makes the indigenous areas unattractive for investors as they are not interested in investing money into something they have no control over. But since the indigenous population has little resources, they have no way of raising funds to improve their land. In addition, despite the establishment of the law over 40 years ago, most of the concessions made remained lip services on the paper. The population is still discriminated against, and when the government chooses to build a power plant like they did with the Diki project, the opinion of the indigenous people was vastly ignored. None of the population wanted that power plant to be constructed, but it happened anyway. In 20, uh, 2020, excuse me, in 2021, much of the income produced by these proud people come from tourists visiting their villages and from the sale of homemade items. There are many tours that are available, and be sure to search online for more information about that. It's very interesting, and you're helping the people. Agriculture still plays an important role, an important part in their survival as well. Spread over 24 remote territories, the Costa Rica's eight indigenous groups must be self-reliant to survive because they depend on the land and often live far from urban centers. Every year, changing weather could literally wipe out any chance of the indigenous farmer earning any type of income from their labor, and the government, again, is getting more involved in assisting them during the years of low harvest results. The indigenous tribe, they make up really as little uh, as 2% of the country's 5 million residents, about 1.5% basically. Search online for additional information on the history and current statuses. Very interesting consideration and something that we need to really pay more attention to. As always, we thank you so much for listening, and we invite you to listen to our other 430-plus episodes of our Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle podcast series. Our reason for doing all of this is to share our knowledge and spread the good news about Costa Rica. Simple as that. We invite you to get caught up with all of our episodes in the next couple of weeks. We do cover all topics about Costa Rica, and we know you'll find them very interesting. We keep them short, usually between four and ten minutes long because we know you're busy and we respect your time. We can be found on all major podcast venues, Radio FM, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the Apple and Google podcast platforms. Google our name and we'll pop up for you. I've also added a link to our Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts website. If you are considering a move to Costa Rica and are interested in acquiring legal status for you alone or for you and your family, We have over 20 years of experience helping individuals and families make the move to this amazing country. Be sure to check us out when your interests arise. Thanks again. We'll see you here tomorrow. And keep in mind that we present these podcast episodes to you seven days a week, 365 days a year. We'll never miss a day only because there's so much good news coming out of Costa Rica and so many things to talk about that we simply want to share it with you. Pura Vida, thanks for listening, and hey, we'll see you again tomorrow.